Hello, my field daisies. Um, today's life lesson comes from my good friend Shahir. And Shahir, what is today's life lesson? Today's life lesson is about love. Um, I call myself a love devotee. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently I was like, what does that mean, right? Um, so I was thinking love as a point of like origin, mm-hmm. of like everything comes from love. Um, I was thinking about like love as a form of like intermediacy like it you can create it um, in between moments whenever you want Um, and love as a destination Mm -hmm. meaning that love is where we are all going towards or I myself are going towards in any sort of like relationships or any sort of like um, endeavors and pursuits that I do in life so being guided by love is my yeah my no I love it so just like allowing love to guide the way mm-hmm. sort of like like putting love in everything that you do and yes. just like having that reminder of love yes right? all That's the so time and beautiful. coming back to it mm-hmm. again yeah. and again because it's always hard to like come back to it mm-hmm. right yeah. No, that's such an incredible life lesson. And no one has ever said that before either. So that's really, <laughs> really cool. I love that. Yes. I love that. Oh uh-huh. my god, yeah. I love yeah. that too. So. Okay, cool. Thank um you. yeah. Roll the intro music. Uh, hello again, my field daisies. Um, today we have a very special guest on the podcast. Say hi, Shahir. Hello, Daisy. Ah, this is so cool. Um, this is like very surreal doing a podcast with you just because like, okay, yeah. Okay, wait, we got to backtrack. Okay, so like how do we know each other? You want to tell the story of how we know each we other? We know each other through a fashion club and yeah. during our undergrad. Yeah, so like me and Shahir, we went to Berkeley together and like we were part of like this fashion student org that like did like charity fashion shows mm-hmm. every semester. Fast. Yeah, fast. Shout out fast. Um, uh, what is it? Fashion and student trends, I think mm-hmm. is what it stood for. Um, and yeah, so like basically me and Shahir, we were like, we like came and we, you we were in like the same the first like intro class together like yes. we were both gonna be like designers and we we're gonna like make clothes or whatever and like they were like teaching us how to like sew and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and then like I don't know we just like bonded and became friends yes and then we went and like fabric shop together or whatever and then I was just like um yeah I'm not gonna lie I don't think I can do this design thing <laughs> like I literally don't know how to sew at all like I was like so stressed out. like yeah. I dropped out and mm-hmm. then I ended up like doing other things for fast like I did like I was ended up being like a creative director, so I ended up like managing like photographers mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, like, and we had a photo shoot together yeah. too with my design. Yes, that was so fun. Um, I am gonna like post um, when I when I upload this podcast. I'll maybe I'll make the cover photo like one of the photos that we oh did my together. God. That was um, yeah, so it ended up kind of working out. Like it's and then um, we went to Katy Katy Perry concert. We together. went to Katy Perry concert. Yeah, which was super fun. Ago. Yeah, it's like honestly, it's like such a long time ago. And then I think we like. I ended up moving away. You ended up going back to Malaysia, right? Mm-hmm. So then we like, you know, um, had our like pa- yeah. after college spe- separate days. Yeah, it, it kind of happens. Like yeah. you know, when like I feel like when you're in college and you're like, especially if you're in a club together, like you you like you see each other all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like, but then like you know, naturally when things happen, you kind of just drift. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of like reconnected again when I moved to New York, yes. which is super cool. And like honestly, it just kind of like felt like no time had passed. Like truly, like it's just like being with you just feels so easy and so comfortable and it's oh, just so yeah that's same yeah. yeah and it's just so cool to now like because i mean like literally that was like what like 
seven years ago. Yeah, it's been a long I, while. Almost a decade. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> almost a decade. We and will so, last a decade. We yeah, should. and like things have just, I mean, I feel like I'm definitely like a very much different person than I was in undergrad. I feel mm-hmm. like, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. very much very mm-hmm. different. Yeah, because like, um, so um, just a little preface. So now, um, were you in, okay, so basically, do you consider yourself an astrologer? Like, what, what's yes, the term? Yes, yeah. I would call myself an astrologer. So yeah. mm-hmm. actually everyone could be an astrologer in yeah. the sense of like, there are programs for you to get certificates for it. But mm-hmm. if you study astrology, technically you could call yourself an astrologer. Um, if you're practicing it in your mm-hmm. everyday life. So meaning that like, if you use astrology as a system to inform certain things in your life, you're technically an astrologer. It's mm-hmm. almost like mm-hmm. you're a writer. Like, you know, how do you find, like, how do you find, call yourself a writer? It doesn't right. mean you have to publish a book, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, so you, you didn't do this when you were an undergrad. Like this is I like did something, not. <laughs> this is something you picked up like pretty recently, like in the past few years, yes, right? Yes, in the past three years, mm-hmm. um, I discovered astrology when I was, um, I think it's 2019 or 2018. Let me just backtrack. Yeah, I think it's twenty um, nineteen birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, how? And you've already told me the story, but for mm-hmm. the listeners, like, yeah. so what made you get into it? Like, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. like, and and like, and like, what kind of drew you to it? And like, how? I I just want to know everything about it, and like, because it's oh just so God. fascinating to me. All like, right. So, yeah. Okay, I love to share this story. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever people ask me that question, I always make a joke. I was like, it's trauma, baby. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> Loki, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's yeah. like, you know, after you're listening to the story, you can mm-hmm. make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I discovered, so there are two systems of divination that I discovered almost together. Mm-hmm. I discovered tarot mm-hmm. and astrology as well. But I actually discovered astrology first. Um, when I say discovered astrology, I feel like um, that term for people, at least for me, my definition of it is like, I discovered astrology when I knew my moon and rising sign mm. and then i went deep into it so yeah. um that was during one of my birthdays i think it was like early um 2019 um when i was um it, it was my birthday and then someone was just like sharing this around one of my good friend and then i was like wait what is this mm-hmm. um but I've always been intrigued with like, you know, personality systems, you know, like yeah. those ENFP, mm-hmm. you know, Myers-Briggs, etc. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, when you, you do surveys and stuff. And then my friend gave me um, a link to Cafe Astrology. A lot of astrologers would be very comfortable. Even layperson would be, would know what Cafe Astrology is. It's just like a website where there's a lot of resource there. Um, and then you pull up your chart and then I was like, wait. I've always knew that I was an Aries sun. Um, but then once I knew that I was a Gemini moon, it makes sense of like how I, um, the moon is representing the emotions, the internal world, um, how I process things. And I, I do love a good talk, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, I am very talkative as an Aries compared to other Aries. So it's like, for me, it's like, the astrology was at the point how I discovered it. It gives me more perspectives of my life or what I was going to do. Um, and then I discovered I was a Sag rising, Sagittarius rising, and then immediately I was like, all right, there's something here that like this tree placement almost like captures me so easily without even the help of a survey or it's not like I'm doing a questionnaire of sorts. Like I'm literally just chugging in my birth information, place, time, etc. 
and then suddenly there's this um mapping or there's this storytelling of my chart mm-hmm. that happens um and so that's how i quote unquote discovered and i was also going through uh, a rough time in my life um trying to just like discover myself but also like experiencing you know a, a certain kind of like oppression and kind of just like you know life um suffering i would say um and i wasn't at the best place of my life and i was like trying to discover things and then um astrology started out very fun and playful i was doing poetry with it i was doing sort of like it's almost just like a linguistic creative exercise for me and i think right now also it also informs my practice in that way um and that's how i discovered astrology um at that point together with tarot later yeah. on yeah. yeah so like um what is the difference between tarot and astrology for people that don't know yeah there is actually one great podcast on this as well if you want astrological resource mm-hmm. um it's called the astrology podcast on youtube on spotify whatever chris brennan is like such an amazing astrologer um that helps to really democratize and also teach people um and there's an episode one where chris brennan talks with a tarot person susan chang um she's an amazing um tarot reader tarot teacher etc um, she even writes a tarot book um so what happened with what is the difference essentially there's a major a lot of difference um Tarot is using the cards, so tarot is slightly different, meaning that you have this 78 deck of cards. Um, originally, it was like a playing cards, it has its origin, um, and then it becomes some sort of like, you pull a card to divine, basically, or to kind of like know um, what is it about, um, or perhaps even... Um, predict certain things you know some people do with things of like past present future sort of um spread a tarot spread um astrology is different in the sense of like we don't have any cards our tools are the sky so basically it's a sky mapping so astrology is a system of divination that is related to the skies the stars the planets um the planets are called in the ancient time wandering stars right because astronomers back then they would look at the sky at nighttime they were like okay the fixed stars are fixed but then there's like certain dots of things which are moving right they're moving like the sun almost um and so that's how they identified that there are these wandering stars um which in turn called planets Mm -hmm. and each planet has its own meaning its own signification and then beyond that there's also a um the zodiac which all of us know like Aries, um, Taurus, Gemini, go all the way in sequence until Capricorn, um, Aquarius, and Pisces. Mm-hmm. So those are like the zodiac, um, the constellation. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so yeah, that's how astrology is. Yeah. Yeah, and like I think some people like don't even realize like astrology has been here since for so long, right? For like, so hundreds long. of years. Yeah. And so like there are like I know people are like skeptical of mm-hmm. like horoscopes and all that kind of stuff, but like in a way it's like you know I think it's the rich history of it and the fact that I think as us as humans like these narratives like repeat, right? Like, mm-hmm. There's certain like char- characteristics that repeat for mm-hmm. people. So I think. Um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's sort of like how um, astrology kind of came about, right? Like people yes. just were noticing like these patterns, yes. yes, these patterns of like personality, and yes. like in a way, like um, astrology used to be like um, the science of the world. Yeah, yeah. no, that agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, 
before the quote unquote enlightenment or whatever, right? It's like astrologers and astronomers used mm-hmm. to be a, almost a similar role. Yeah, very like synonymous. They're very synonymous, yeah, hand in hand. They're hand in hand. It's like there is a purpose for scientific knowledge because of all the mathematical equation, but it also informs the society at the time. Um, I forgot like a time period, especially because there was like almost a time where astrologers are very much like revered in their society, like. You know, the ruler, the kings would advise, would have an advisor who is a, purely an astrologer. Which, you know, if we look, if we watch movies right now, in a way we do have it. Like we watch movies talking about like the ancient times, or even like, you know, um, um, they would have like a advisor who was like either like a magician or like some sort of like someone who's smart with like the nature kind of yeah. like idea, right? So that was also part of the origin of astrology. Yeah, that's so cool, and like. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. I've been having this dry cough. Promise I'm not contagious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I actually, this is, uh, this brought up a thought in my mind is like, how do you feel about like, you know how like on Instagram you see like people like, you know, drawing pictures of cats and be like, this is like a Sagittarius cat or like uh, people are just like, or they do like memes of like, um, this is like the type of Barbie you are. If like, you know, or like yeah. they do like, the, how do you feel? Because I feel like there is like almost like this layer of um, astrology that it's like seems a bit arbitrary yeah. now. Um, so maybe that's like, also like plays into the idea of like why some people like oh this is like not even real not even real but like how do you feel about like certain things like that do you feel like it taints like the the purity science yeah i wouldn't say so like people with a lot of different astrologers have different opinions about there's a a term for it we call it (laughs) pop astrology Ooh, i like that yeah that's 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 exactly what that's exactly it so we call it so which is kind of interesting because i'm very attuned with the language right um Mm -hmm. Yeah, people call it pop astrology and when people make memes out of like, okay, if you're an Aries, you probably like go like, you know, you, you're like a, you know, a ram, like just pushing through your day and just hitting everyone without care, you know, with carelessly or recklessly, whatever. Um, I do love pop astrology because some of pop astrologers are actually astrologers. So meaning that they learn. So it's like, for me, it's like, it's not my place to say that like, oh, you're wrong. You know, it's yeah. like. As long as someone, as long as actually someone who learned astrology, astrology in a kind of like deep sense and do their homework, I guess, um, I'm fine with it. And for me, it's just more about like having fun with it. You know, it's like the practice is not all just serious. You know, mm-hmm. so I do, I do love a good yeah. pop astrology if it's like on point. Too. Yeah, because to sometimes, sometimes I say it doesn't hit, but sometimes mm-hmm. it really hits. Sometimes it's just sometimes like, it's like this is it, it hit. It's like this is you. Yeah. This is like literally you. And so, it's yeah. crazy. Like they can literally like bring up like the most random thing. Like like yeah. like your like like it's like your go to party pack. Like what does a sad bring to a party? I know. And it's like accurate. It's, it's accurate. So it's like yeah. because it represents some sort of like the mm-hmm. consciousness in your mind. Yeah. Um, some sort of like that, and some I I think it's like yeah who am i and you know as an as an astrologer to say that you know that is not technical or whatever right because there's always this mix because for me astrology is also a mix between techniques and also a pl- application right? right you know it's like how do you apply it how do you express it expression mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah so like if someone wants to get into astrology like mm-hmm. wants to be an astrologist like tell me about your journey like how did you get into it and how would you recommend that mm. you know treating it almost like a science like a major like how, yeah. how do you how do you learn astrology oh my god i think books are always mm. a, a good start and also actually another podcast which i was talking okay. about the astrology Media obsession. <laughs> i know um uh i actually learned astrology purely to through youtube at first mm-hmm. so 
I would just say my journey with it, right? I, I learned it through YouTube with the astrology podcast. I connected with online friends from it. Um, I was doing a lot of self-studying. I picked up books, um, for example. Um, there is a book, like Chani Nicholas has an amazing book, um, You Were Born for This. That's like a primer for Sun, Moon, Rising, I guess. Um, and then Demetra George has amazing books. It's like, it's, it depends on the kind of like astrologist you want to become. Um, and then for me, because I think listening to podcasts also helps, um, the podcast also has a YouTube form, so you can also watch the videos themselves because they basically teach you on, on YouTube. Um, and then I think at some point of your astrological knowledge, you do need a teacher. Um, I think the plus point of a teacher is not just about coaching. I think it's also about having other people in that classmates to reflect um, your knowledge with. Like, you know, for me, like, shout out, like, you know, my... One of my astrological teachers is like Sabrina Monart. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has a podcast of Magic in this of the Spheres podcast. Um, my other teacher was Kelsey um, Kelsey Rose Tort. So I also learned with Kelsey. But then at that point when I was learning, I was actually quite advanced already in a way. Um, but I see that as a very important tool to like to apply it or like to talk to other people. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a la- like for me, astrology is a language, so you need to talk to other people. Yeah, you gotta to learn the language. Yeah, yeah, to practice mm-hmm. it and to delineate together, um, and then that's how I kind of and then just like apply it. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, that's. <coughs> I think that's a wonderful, wonderful advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I will. I will ask you for all of these, all these people that you talked about, mm-hmm. and I'll. Uh, I'll put it up on my website. So if you guys mm-hmm. are really interested in it, I'll link everything that Shahira's mm-hmm. mentioned, and so that they can start their own astrological I journey know, too. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. and like, um, what about tarot card reading? Like, how how do you how how would you recommend getting into that? I think um, you just have to get a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned tarot. I don't know. I think I magically learned tarot quite intuitively like i picked up the cards the like rider Waite smith like the original deck people call it like the og like standard decks i guess mm-hmm. um and then there's always like the little white book where you learn from like there's standard interpretations of the cards themselves um but over time you will stop referring to the books right mm-hmm. and then you will start like hey this is my understanding of it so tarot i think it's kind of like i would say harder to teach necessarily i think it's more like it is also about like an intuitive form of teaching of like how are you interpreting the visuals because tarot has a lot of visuals like mm-hmm. people produce different sort of tarot cards mm-hmm. so at the end of the day it's like understanding the archetype of the tarot what those cards usually would represent but then at the end of the day like for tarot for me it's like how does that represent for you mm-hmm. so for me tarot is just it's actually more intuitive in the sense of like you probably could go with a tarot teacher and learn it from, and I, I did. I, I was learning from Lindsay Mack, another, mm-hmm. another tarot podcaster. Um, it's called Tarot for the Wild Soul. Amazing podcast. So such a great teacher, very much centered in like healing and being compassionate, um, self-discovery, etc. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's also just like about like learning to read like the signs as well, right? It just yes. being like a very like um, intuitive, like empathic person. Mm. I think that helps as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you do see like you know for me, tar- tar- tarot is very archetypal and like it's very much like there's an image and what does that represent for today, right? right for right. example, this morning I actually pulled a tarot card mm. um, and I got the eight of pentacles, mm. um, and usually eight of pentacles would mean 
um, some sort of like um, pr- prominence and the fact that I'm, I'm coming here to be interviewed and talked, you know, and also about like it's about craft. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's so funny. It's so like you know, Eight of Pentacles is Eight of Earth. Um, it is a card that is often re- related to like practice makes perfect almost. Um, and so that would be like the standard interpretation of it, right? So, but then what would be the everyday implication of having that tarot card for me today? And so for me, I'm like, this morning I'm like, oh yeah, like today I'm going to meet Daisy mm-hmm. and I am going to talk about my craft. Yeah. So that's what, that's part of the craft of the card mm-hmm. that it's like talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's like, honestly, it's like, oh, it's like up to interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you can, you can read it in, in a million different ways, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that's so like interesting about tarot as well is the fact that you can like, um, and, and you know, and this is something I wanted to touch on as well, um, you know, because I know, I know we got to wrap up in a bit because we're about to do my, my tarot card yes. reading for my birthday. Yes. Um, and astrology And astrology too. reading for my birthday. But yeah. like, um, just, you know, I want to kind of hear your perspective on like, the skeptics, like how mm. how do you address them and people that just like kind of just don't believe in it? They think it's hogwash, like whatever. Like, yeah. do you or or maybe you don't really care about addressing it? But I'm curious, like, if you have like a, a perspective on like what what you necessarily tell these people, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's like um, first of all, I don't like really feel it's my job to really to explain <laughs> to them, right? Because it's yeah. like sometimes it goes back to like the fundamental thing that like you just have we just have very different belief system and I can't do anything to change that. Mm-hmm. However, if I were to convince or like trying to like say to, I do feel like, you know, um, there are certain things in this world which has resonance, which has like repetitions, and, you know, you know, hit, like, you know, even the idea of like history will repeat itself, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's like things are always going in cycles and things are, um, and for me, it's always like I am, I'm a believer that there's, I, I feel like human is great right but there is also more than human things in this world um and i think it's also about um how you enter like what like for me it's also about questioning of like okay why don't you believe it like what why why are you resistant to it and finding i was having some sort of a belief crisis when even when i started astrology i think i, I didn't touch upon that which is kind of funny but yeah I, when i discovered astrology and tarot in my life i was like wait what the system works like it was such an opening for yeah. me, um, and I'm like, as a Muslim, a queer person, I had to like really interrogate my own belief system, as I am in that journey itself. So it's yeah. like, if my advice would be like people who don't believe in it, why? Or yeah. like asking that question and perhaps like interrogate a bit. Where is your belief system coming from? Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's also just like, so for any of the skeptics that are mm-hmm. listening, I think it's just coming at it with an open mind. Yeah. Because right? I think if you come at it with a point of curiosity and like maybe just start exploring your own astrological chart and yeah. just like see if there's parts that resonate with you. Yeah. You know? so And like, usually, mm-hmm. I like to intervene too, and usually yeah. whenever people don't believe in it, it's just because... Um, the world is so dominated by the sun sign astrology. Yes, but there's other signs as well that people exactly. don't realize. Yeah, yeah, because like if you don't actually resonate with your sun, maybe like your moon is stronger. And your ri- your moon is stronger in the yeah. chart, or even your rising, mm-hmm. or maybe your sun is actually a bit hidden in the chart. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it loud. Uh, it only makes it loud in certain aspects of life, mm-hmm. and so. Um, that's also very important. That's why you need to have like a, a holistic framing of it. Yeah. And just so like, um, just 
a little bit to the audience like mm-hmm. i've known you for a very long time obviously we did like, there's a chunk of time where i we you know we didn't keep in touch but I like i know that you are such a studious such a passionate person when you believe no for real when you believe in something you just like go all in which is like i love that about you but that's why like i feel like i can like trust you in this thing because mm-hmm. i know for a fact you have done your research oh my god you have thank put you, in the work, you know? <laughs> honestly yeah, yeah you yeah. really have and like i can just tell like how comfortable you are with like talking about astrology mm-hmm. like i i have faith and trust in you thank you which this is like a good segue into uh-huh. like other people have trust in you as well right because mm-hmm. you do this almost like kind of professionally i am doing yeah. it professionally mm-hmm. um I have a practice um, online, Supra Sensory Shahir. You can do all your bookings there directly. I mean, I have my page for bookings as well. Yes. Yes. So um, I would say, yeah, I think trust is important. I've done client work for um, almost three years now. So um, I love doing my client work. Recently, I just posted like, my client sent me testimonials and I just like gathered all the reviews yeah. like all the words that they would describe me but yeah client work is such an amazing thing to do and for me it's like it's one thing to be reading for yourself which a lot of astrologers and tarot readers do like do it just for themselves but um, client work has been such an opening and learning um, to know about people's life to help them to assist them um, I think my role in astrologer is, for me, it's two things. One is perhaps to prepare, um, and another one is actually to just inspire them as well. It's like there's only so much preparation you can do, and there's always like a need for improvisation along the way. Um, but what I could do perhaps is also inspire you through the cards, through the stars, whatever, um, to see what are the potential pain points, but also like inspiration points for the upcoming year. For the future, etc., etc., or even for the present, you know, yeah. I'm always oriented to it. Um, my belief is that I'm a co-creator with the divine. So whatever, even if you're not, if you're, even if you're an atheist, then that's better, right? Because you're just like I just believe in myself, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but then, I, as a person who believes in more than human kind of life, I am a such a devoted believer in a co-creation sort of way because that's also how. I was going through a lot of difficult stuff in my life where I felt powerless, right? And I felt like there was no divine help, whatever. But then once I reoriented my framing of like, oh, I'm actually co-creating it. You know, there's always forces helping me. And sometimes there would be, you know, not so great things happening. But how do I process that? How do I use the tools? I think at the end of the day, these are just tools Mm -hmm. for self-empowerment, for spirituality, whatever. You can use whatever with the tools. Right. right. And like, <coughs> excuse me. I remember like when we were um, eating at that restaurant, a Malaysian mm-hmm. restaurant, you were talking to me about like, there were certain moments where like you almost like predicted the future in a way, right? Yeah. Like, like literally like, and I think it's all, it's really just about like being in tune knowing the other person, knowing, knowing what's going on in their life yeah. and then just being able to sort of read the signs. I, I don't want to, I don't want it to make it seem like it's like magic because it's mm-hmm. not magic. There mm-hmm. is like a, like a almost like scientific way of like a logical way of like seeing it right yeah. so like because like you said like there's you know it's just really being in tune with the divine yeah, yeah. being in mm-hmm. tune with that and um knowing what the storytelling is for me it's like it's almost like giving you the plot points yeah right mm-hmm. if it's like oh, i'm gonna see the story and then like of course you won't get the full story mm-hmm. but then maybe you'll get like some sort of like a trailer to it right yeah. it's like mm-hmm. oh this would happen potentially and then you see it happen, but then there's actually more to that. It's always, it's always, 
it's not always limited to just that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And just to like, you know, just to speak on my own um, experience, because you did you did a reading for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, where, when was that? Recently, right? This was, um, this was right before I was getting my new job. I don't know if you remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, I was just like, I was like, literally like, I, I, I had was debating on whether or not I should take the offer, right? Because mm. like, I, you know, there was just certain factors and blah, blah, blah. But like, I remember you saying like, you know, if you were, you know, either way you would be fine. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if you were to take this, cause it was more like, you know, it was like a fashion tech company. I've always been interested in fashion. You were just like, this would be like your opportunity to like, kind of have like that creative, that creativeness, like yeah. feed into that creative energy. And yeah. like, honestly, just like, um, hearing you like like lay out my choices and like mm -hmm. it really actually really helped me decide like okay you know what i do want to take this leap even mm -hmm. though there were some things about the job where i was just like you know i don't, I don't, I don't want, super, yeah yeah i don't yeah. want my manager to think like oh you know but it was more of just like you know i was just debating between this and another company mm -hmm. you know one you know just to be transparent one that you know maybe would pay more mm -hmm. maybe i'd get more equity or this job which which pays me very well like i don't want anyone to think that it doesn't mm -hmm. pay me well but you know, it was just like, do I want? Do, am I willing to be paid less to be to, to you know fuel my passion? Yes. To 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 be in a job where I am very interested in the work, very interested in the yeah. product, very interested in that, and like honestly like as someone who you know has always grown up like um you know in an asian household where like salary is like the number one yeah. thing even if you don't love your job salary is the number one thing you also have a tourist moon so that, <laughs> that now that makes even more sense really? of, like the sense of security yeah the, oh yes, yeah. security is like very important to me but so like yeah like i think just from my own perspective like that reading really helped me kind mm. of like get clarity and like no matter which decision i was going to make it would be fine but like yeah. pursuing my like giving myself permission to pursue like the, a cr more creative mm. more more feeling my more passion you know yeah. um, i love whenever like i remember you came in for that um mm. and i kind of just like i don't want to not reveal your reading but oh like, i don't care <laughs> i was just like <laughs> thinking more yeah. about like whenever clients come in mm -hmm. for a um for a decision thing it's such a secret thing right it's mm -hmm. like someone coming to you to make a decision how can i be this person who is laid out and the potentials of like i literally give like if we say yes like i, I have a special threat spread whenever we do decision it's like okay if i say yes to this what would that be if i say yes to this other one what would that story be so yeah. meaning that mm -hmm. it's really about like empowering you that says like okay either mm -hmm. one is fine mm -hmm. but which one feels more like a, a major calling mm -hmm. right um and then i also like pull cards for you at that time remember it was just mm -hmm. like some supportive cards for you like how would you how do you go about deciding right so mm -hmm. it's very much like the present it's like it's a combination of like the present and mm -hmm. the future mm -hmm. right as much as it is about the future yeah it is actually about like your present processing mm -hmm. and like I, and, and i know it's like very much like intuition and being in touch with the divine but it almost reminds me of like getting like a, a reading from a doctor as well mm. because it's just like you know like doctors like I spend well yeah they spend like 10 years like training learning about the body learning mm -hmm. about like how to read like okay this is like cancer this is like not that serious like you're, yeah. you know what i mean and like for me it's just like when you pulled the cards i had no idea what each of them meant mm -hmm. but because you've no it's true because you've studied it <laughs> yeah it really is like being able to interpret you know almost like the, the soul the really. soul yeah, yeah. like a desire feels. of yeah. like that's what i realize what i'm doing as well i mean i have more scorpio friends <laughs> who are like very attuned with like the deeper part of life but i definitely do that in the reading as well where yeah it's all it's actually also about like this not extraction but like your 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 permissioning i'm using the word right yeah it is about the the permissioning of like what is deeper here um and sometimes that can feel uncomfortable for people right you know sometimes in a reading i'm not saying that the reading will always be the best thing ever because there are instances where 
you know the things that's why I think trust as you were saying like trusting your tarot reader is part of the game as well because you're like all right you're actually laying it out here you're being open and so you you also need to allow your tarot reader to say certain things which sometimes would like not like trigger you but like it'll be like oh like oh yeah. like wow like that is so mm-hmm. profound or that is so deep actually that's actually reflecting something deeper within me that no one has ever said before and I always get that in a client which I felt like I'm not making sense sometimes but then they're like no that's what I'm feeling internally and right you, you just give it words <laughs> and i yeah. yeah i think it's also like because i know some people go into tarot readings like trying to trick the tarot reader yeah you know like trying to like that's what i'm saying like just come up with an open mind like yeah. don't try to trick don't like try to like you know make them guess like um if you if you're in a relationship or make them <laughs> guess like how many like siblings you have no that's, that's yeah, not the point no. give them the information give, like like you're telling a doctor be honest do you yeah. smoke do you drink exactly give them the, the tools to help you no you know? that's actually yeah. something um tarot readers low-key really love and I think perhaps there are certain people who are that's their biggest pet peeve as well for me I don't mind them <laughs> sometimes I know like certain clients come in I'm like oh they are not the type who want to share first I'm like that's fine I'll just see along and see how much they share but yeah like the more I would say the more you share the better but like I think it's more it's like trust yourself as well like what what kind of things you want to share but yeah don't come in with an expectation that like oh my tarot reader knows everything hence I'm not sharing mm-hmm. you need to like give perspective because that's also like for me more efficient you know I'm also such an efficient tarot reader I'm like why would I want to say something that you is already know like you know I want to go deeper than that like I want to like explore more possibilities than that right um so yeah Yeah. I agree what you're saying so okay so give us a rundown okay so basically this is going to be one podcast and we're Mm going to do a part two where you actually give me a birthday reading so like so what does that mean what are you what are you doing for me today okay so we are doing two things mm-hmm. since I am a multi-practitioner <laughs> um, I love using both tarot and astrology to forecast the year ahead for someone um, so every birthday um, two things happen I mean a few things every birthday in astrology your son returns to the original position um, so we call it solar return so meaning that every year there's a renewal that's like your new year that's why we celebrate birthdays right we're like Yay! Is we've been out here for twenty plus years, you know, um, and so there is actually particular activation that goes on astrologically, um, in terms of your life story, and then the way I do my tarot reading birthday, um, it actually came from my desire, but also my like, uh, a lot of tarot readers do this. They call it like a year hat sort of podcast uh, forecast of the year. Um, and so we will be pulling cards to represent different themes like love, career, jobs, health, whatever, whatever you want. I always use it as a, a form of intention settings as well. So um, we will be pulling cards to to see that what's the future kind of like holes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so basically we're doing a reading where we're matching the astrology and then we're adding up with a tarot part as well. So that, that's like the merging magic <laughs> between tarot and astrology. That's why I call it like a, a birthday bridge yeah. where you're like, you're bridging the two practices together. But also it's like, it's, the idea is that like, you're, you're entering a new era almost in your life, a new year, right? You know, a new era. Um, but, and how, how am I a person, you know, bec- make you prepare um, for that? 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And like, I think this is honestly something that I really need because you know, like in my life, like I've gone through a lot of change, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I I do. We're just, at this new beautiful space. Yes, we're in my new beautiful apartment. And, like the things, so many things have changed, mm-hmm. and like I I do want to kind of like get a sense of like what 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 what's in store for me mm-hmm. for this year, you know? Because like I'm I'm nearing the end of my twenties, and like you know, I just want to like be able to. You know, make the most of this time. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. So before we get into all of that, mm-hmm. um, I want to just kind of like end this podcast. As you know, my field daisies. We have yes. a couple segments on the podcast. Yes. Yes. So um, one segment I like to do is called sincere shoutouts. These are my quote unquote ad breaks. Whenever mm-hmm. I get ad advertisers, this is where those will go. But mm-hmm. until then, Shahir, do you have anything you want to shout out? Any product? Any person? Any anything that in your life that yeah. that has been useful for you? Yeah. I for me, it's like. I just want to give a sincere shout out to one of my favorite like spiritual healer or person who start like who has been with me since I started, which is Diana by Diana Hassan. Um, Diana Hassan, like Diana, has been such a profound spiritual friend and mentor to me when I first started um, into this work, right? Um, and obviously Sabrina, I just met Sabrina recently, um, Sabrina Monarch, she is an astrologer, an astrologer teacher to me as well. Um, and yeah, I think those two people came up to my mind in terms of sincere shout out for yeah. my practice. Yeah, because they really kind of shaped, you know, how your practice is, like, mm. um, how you do your practice, mm-hmm. and like, they're just like very inspirational people. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are very, very great people. Yeah, no, awesome. Okay, and, and I'll, I'll link their stuff too mm-hmm. in my blog, so if you guys want to check it out, you can go to daisyishdays.com, mm-hmm. and then you can read all about um, these wonderful, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and last segment I like to do is media obsessions. So like, what have you been geeking out over lately in terms of media? Oh my god, I have been listening to Renaissance nonstop. Beyonce. Yes. Oh my god, my Elliot, friend okay. Michelle got me into that. Oh my god, yeah, so I've been alien superstar on roll, cuff it on roll all yeah. day, every day. I don't know when I will stop. So, but yes, yeah. I am very obsessed with Beyonce right no, now. Like my my. I'm friend, in a phase. Like I've yeah. never been this obsessed with Beyonce. I feel like <laughs> I loved Lemonade like mm-hmm. when it first dropped. Like, mm-hmm. but then I don't know. Like Renaissance is just giving a whole different vibe. It's a Renaissance. It's a Renaissance. It's so Renaissance. it's like yeah. entering a new era, and I feel that with my life as well, perhaps too. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I literally. So when I I I listened to a few songs and like mm-hmm. I wasn't that into it, mm-hmm. and, I did, and I didn't listen to the whole album. And then my friend Michelle, who I went to Europe with, she's also very obsessed with that album. Oh my God. And she's like, you just have to listen to it all the way through in the order. It's like she was like, it, it's it's like yeah, the DJ don't even have to touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you just gotta give it a chance. And so I gave it a chance and I am also very much obsessed. <laughs> I am obsessed. And like it's literally it's an album for the girls and the gays. Yeah. It is an album for, for the us. Girl. Yeah, for know? us. For the yeah. girls and the gays mm-hmm. and the queers and everyone. Yes, it's yes. like yeah. It is just it's just such a it's, cool vibe. It's such a cool vibe, yeah. a cool homage mm-hmm. to like ball culture as well mm-hmm. um, a lot of different like references i feel yeah know. no I, I i also very much love it okay cool is there anything else you want to shout out any media obsessions no i'm good okay. <laughs> this is I'm it so, this is super the... obsessed with. Yeah, yeah 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 no i love that um okay well thank you so much for being on my podcast obviously we're about to just record another podcast yes. but i just wanted to say i love you so much i'm so glad that you're back into my life and like i'm so excited to do this reading so you guys have to tune in next week mm-hmm. to hear all about um and this might be like really deep it might it might get really deep so you this guys might be very personal yeah so. and i i have an open book so you guys are about to hear everything 
yes <laughs> and it's good that you yeah. also almost like you will memorialize it in a form yeah. of podcast yeah. and you can listen back to it exactly <laughs> like, honestly i record these podcasts for me like yeah. truly truly like i use it as a moment to like reflect and it's just so fun for me to listen back to them mm. honestly and that's you know and, and i'm cool just keeping it like that you know i love that yeah okay so um let's end this podcast um love y'all thanks for listening hope you have a daisy-ish day <laughs>